We are in a series that we've titled uh, Deepen. We've titled Deepen, and we are locked in and focused on this topic. And I pray right now that you would be able to go beyond the surface in your walk with Jesus because you came today. Right? So we're talking about what it looks like to not just stay in the same place, but to go even beyond where you came from in 2021. How many of you know that God wants to do more? Amen? That God has more, he wants to do more, he is ready to do more, and that God is a God of more. Amen? He is. And so he's going to do more, but there's there's something that's, there's some ball that's in our court as to what we're going to do. If we're going to experience the more that he has for us. And so we're going deeper in 2022. We've established a pattern in the life of our church that every beginning of the new year, we're gonna take intentional time to stop what we're doing and to say no to something of the world, to say yes to something of God. That's what fasting and prayer is. So right now we're in the very beginning stage of 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're doing a devotional and a prayer point every single day. I wanna encourage you, if you haven't got yours in today, there's still time, all right? There's actually a lot of time to get it in. And in fact, if you wanna just do overtime, go read yesterday's, which is one that I wrote called Deepen My Discipline. I talked about in that just quick devotional, hey, if you deepen your discipline, you'll eliminate distraction. And that God is gonna move in your life and you're gonna go deeper with him, amen? So we're talking about that for this entire month and I pray that it would help you in your journey. We gave this reality statement last week talking about patterns and new patterns will determine our potential. And we talked about prayer deepens our connection with the Father. And, and I think if, if you just alone left here and said, I'm gonna deepen my connection with God, you're winning. But fasting, right, it creates something in us where we disconnect from something of the world, even something as good as food, or maybe something as social media or something that's bogging down your soul. Whatever you need to disconnect from to connect to God, we want you to fast from. And that it would help you even hear his voice that much clearer. One other thing we're gonna do is on Tuesday, January 18th and 19th, we're gonna be spending a full day in prayer. We're gonna be doing a 24-hour prayer and worship service, and that's gonna be happening at our walk ministry office. So Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m., we're gonna go all the way up into Wednesday prayer. In fact, this should be 25 hours of prayer because we're gonna go right up to Wednesday prayer and we're gonna do Wednesday prayer. So I wanna invite you to join us. Hey, if you stop by our office during that day, we're gonna be praying. This wouldn't be a time to catch up unless you're catching up with God, amen? And we'd love for you to do that. We're gonna have some prayer stations around the office. So maybe you just got a 10-minute block. You wanna just come pray. We're gonna be at the office on the 18th and 19th, lifting, lifting it up, amen? We're going deeper. Finally, this deepen emphasis will come to a conclusion at, at our conference, which we're gonna be doing that weekend on Friday night right here at Schofield, January 21st, all the way through Sunday. There'll be a Saturday morning, a Saturday night, and then Sunday morning. Dr. Tony Morita is gonna be joining us, and it's gonna be a treat to have this brother fly in from North Carolina to spend a couple days with us here at Walk Church. So I just wanna give you all of that info up front so your calendar can be full, all right? You got some places to be in January because you're going deeper. If you got all that, say, I got it. it. All right, here we go. We're gonna go deep. Here's the definition of deep. Definition of deep is to extend far down from the top or surface. It's January 2nd. We're right here, right now. We're on the surface. Let's take a step. 
Let's go a little bit deeper today. Let's go ahead and step out of the boat and see God do something miraculous in our lives. As I was thinking about this topic, my mind was drawn to this subject that I've titled my sermon today, Deepen My Focus. Deepen my focus. For my note takers in the room, I want you to write this down because it's important and I want you to revisit it this week. Deepen my focus. Look at the person next to you and say, hey, focus. (laughs) Focus. Deepen my focus. I love this idea as I was thinking about what would be the first message of our, our Deepen series. Installment number one when it comes to going deeper in 2022. The first message is this, Lord, deepen my focus. Maybe you're a little bit like me, maybe you're not, but I'm one of the biggest squirrel guys there, like squirrel, right? Like the other day I was noticing there's a tiger up there. I was like, tiger, right? There's all types of different things that could easily distract me. I know if this year I'm gonna go deeper, I need to deepen my focus. I was reading in a leadership book recently called Seven Healthy Habits of highly effective people. And I was reading in the intro of the book, I was, was challenged by a story that's right there on the, the front end of it. It talks about a night where the top 100 richest and wealthiest people were invited to a banquet. And they showed up for this dinner and this party and everybody that was invited to that banquet was given a piece of paper that basically just said, tell us one word that you would attribute your success to when it comes to wealth and prosperity and success in the business sector. And all these people took that paper and they, they brainstormed. What would be the one word they would attribute their success to? Now, we all know it's Jesus, all right? But, but in this world, they weren't thinking like that. So they said, okay, if I could just put down one word, and everybody handed in their papers, and then they opened them up. And what was neat is at that time, the two most wealthiest individuals in the world was Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. And they both wrote the same word on their paper. You know what the word was? Focus. That they would say, if I could just accredit my success in my business field to one thing, it would be focus. Friend, I I don't wanna give you a self-help message today on how to increase your business, though I think this message could do that. I wanna give you a message today that even goes beyond and is better than that. How to increase your relationship with Jesus. How to deepen your relationship with God. How to go deeper in this next year than you went last year. How to say, you know what? In 2022, I'm better than I was in 2021. And I believe if, if, you, if you can attribute it to one thing, one of, it, one of those things is gonna be focus. If you miss the, the area of focus, you, you might not even make it through the 21 days, let alone the 12 months, right? To be able to say, you know what? I not only did the 21 days, I went past it. And that's established a pattern for me that now I'm hearing God clearer. I'm actually writing my own devotionals. I'm leading, I'm doing something. I'm, God is moving, I'm staying in the word. I don't need training wheels. This is real life for me, Amen. So that's my prayer, that we would deepen our focus. Can I give you a definition for focus? Come on, I'm talking to you, can I? All right, cool, let's do it. You guys asked, you said yes, right? Uh, Focus, by definition, according to Webster's, is a main purpose or interest. Option B, a center of activity, attraction, or attention. When it comes to deepening your 
Focus. Here's what I want you to think through. Uh, what's your main purpose for this year? That's what you gotta think about. What are you interested this year? That's what you'll be focused on. What, what is the center of your activity, Walk Church? What's the center of your attraction? What's the center of your attention? What I wanna do is I wanna shift Jesus into your focus. Maybe you, maybe you got your purpose or interest in your iPhone and Jesus is in the depth effect. Come on, right? He's a little blurred out, but he's still there. My prayer for this Deepen series and for this year is that everything else would get a little blurry, but Jesus would focus. That Jesus would be your main purpose in 2022. Jesus would be your main interest in 2022. The center of your activity would include Jesus in it, amen? The center of your attraction would include Jesus in it. The center of your attention, am I talking to anybody here today? would include Jesus in it. Let me give you a little tip for my single folks in the room. The, maybe you're like, you know what, 2022, I'm believing for it. My status is gonna change from single to dating. Come on, maybe you're speaking that over your life. Hey, praise God, just make sure Jesus is the center of the attraction, okay? That's what I'm saying. Or say, you know what, you ain't deep enough for me, okay? Uh, Maybe you're like, hey, I'm going to get into this activity. I'm going to start jumping into this activity. I'm going to do this this year. I got some, I got to get active this year. Make sure that Jesus is the focus of that activity. Maybe your attention is in all types of different places. What would it look like to make Jesus the center of your attention and still be able to do different things, but to do it with a Christ-centered focus? I love listening to some different athletes that talk about how when they look up into the crowd, they see Jesus focused, fixing your eyes on Jesus. The main purpose for me this year, I'm going deeper with Jesus, and I know that that's gonna affect everything else in my world. When I go deeper with Jesus, everything else gets better. Everything else levels up too. But I think here's the fear. If you really invite Jesus to be the focus Maybe you're afraid that he might change things in your life. The truth is he will. And the best thing for you is for him to do that. <laughs> Nobody loves you more. Nobody cares about you more. Nobody shed their blood for you more. Nobody counted all the hairs on your head more than team Jesus, amen? Right, Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit are crazy about you what if you got crazy about them? And that you made your focus fixing your eyes on him. That's what I wanna help you do. And, and as I was thinking about this subject, because I'm, I'm, I'm laying this down over my life, I was thinking about, okay, where do we see that in the Bible? Where do we see that on display? And I wanna bring our attention to a story. It might sound familiar, but maybe it could be a familiar story with even some new principles that we can apply today. So if you have a Bible, Turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. If you don't have a Bible, we have a Bible rack in the back and you can just grab one. In fact, tell them, I grabbed this one off the rack, okay? And, and, and you can use it and it's the word of God and you can take it and it's a gift from us to you. I hope we give all the Bibles away so we can order more, praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 33. If you wanna look on the screens, that's why we got them. So we can all look at the word together. If you're there, say I'm there. 
If you're ready, say, I'm ready. If you're hungry, say, let's eat. eat. Hey, what was so cool, right before the service, um, a lady in our church named Carol came up and said, "Uh, I I have a gift for you. And um, she blessed me with a big sign that said, let's eat. Come on, praise the Lord. She said, I thought this was appropriate. No, no, that wasn't. Yes, multiple people gave me stuff after the first service. I was so blessed by, by that. Praise God. Thank you so much. So good. So I got my let's eat sign. I should have, I should have brought it up here with me. I'm going to bring it up here with me next time. Matthew chapter 14. Are you, if you're there, say I'm there. Okay, ready? Verse 22. Here we go. The text begins, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, everybody say fourth watch. Fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Verse 26. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. Hey, don't be laughing at them. You might have been like, whoa, I haven't seen that before. They cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I. Say it with me. Do not be afraid. And then Peter, I love this right here, answered him. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly you are son of God. Amen. Amen. Love this, this text right here. Um, while I was reading, I had a, a revelation. Teresa gave me the let's eat sign right before this. Carol gave me a, a shirt that had a, a, a walk W on it in shoes. I was like, man, this is too, this is Christmas all over again, all right? Shout out to Teresa and the fam. All right, here we go. Locked in. I had to get that right. I didn't want to email. I was like, yo, I actually gave you the gift, you know? So grateful. I'm grateful. We're talking about deepening our focus. I'm talking about deepening our <laughs> Y'all need to leave me alone. All right, are we, are we back? Are we back? I'm gonna read, let's read this again, y'all. Talk about deepening our focus, okay? Here's what I believe, even for me, that we will deepen our focus. Come on, let's get to laugh at church, isn't it? It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile. You actually get stronger that way, right? Laughter is heart, uh, medicine for the heart says the Proverbs. So I like it. So now let's focus. <laughs> um, the thing that I love about this story is you find Peter step into a miraculous moment in his life largely because he fixed his eyes on Jesus. Because he deepened his focus on Jesus, he saw something that wouldn't have happened if he didn't. And that's what I wanna give you today. I wanna give you just a reality statement for the year. I want you to write it down, screenshot it, save it, make it big, bold, and pretty in your world. Doodle it, whatever you need to do. Here it is, I'm gonna put it on the screen. This is for 2022, this is for the new year. 2022, reality statement here. 
is that you will go deeper and you'll deepen your focus through fixing your eyes on Jesus. I I don't want to make it more lavish or eloquent than it needs to sound. I'm going to distill it to its actual statement. You will go, I want you to say it. I want you to make it personal. Here we go. If you believe it, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. I will deepen my focus through fixing my eyes on Jesus. You will be a more focused leader, a more focused realtor, a more focused coach, a more focused athlete, a more focused mom, dad, wife, brother, sister, auntie, uncle, friend, pastor, planter, teacher, educator, administrator. You'll be all of that more through fixing your eyes on Jesus. The power of fixing your eye, not just glancing at Jesus. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? He's in the peripheral, but he's not in my focus. He's, in the, he's, he's, he's behind me, but he's not in front of me. He's got my back, but I don't really care about my friend. No, no, focusing, fixing your eyes on Jesus. This is what the author of Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. He says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author. Jesus is the one writing the script, Amen. He's the one writing writing out your journey. He's the author of your testimony. He's the perfecter of our faith. And who for the joy set before him endured the cross, praise God, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That right now in heaven, you, you can find God the Father and at his right hand, God the Son. And, and really, in all of it, it's God the Spirit. God the Spirit, he's in this room right now making moves. He's God with us. The the triune Godhead all together, three in one. And if we can increase our focus, it's gonna help us this year. This is what I see in Peter's life. And what I wanna do is I wanna give six different points today. And I'm gonna try to make them many points, okay? We're gonna try to focus on each one. And the first three are gonna have to do with the benefit of fixing your eyes on Jesus. The last three are gonna be the negatives that will happen if you fail to fix your eyes on Jesus. So there's, there's three things that for sure will happen based on the text that if you fix your eyes on Jesus, these things will happen. And then we'll move into the second part, which is what won't happen if you don't. All right, let's go ahead and talk about it. The first one is if you fix your eyes on Jesus, here's what you can know. It's gonna lead to boldness. Hear me, church. Fixing your eyes on Jesus will lead you to a greater sense of boldness. I love what the book of Proverbs says in Proverbs 28. It says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And come on, our righteousness is not our own. Our righteousness comes down from heaven through Christ. Right? Like Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin so that we could become righteous. And because of that, we're bold. We have a spirit of boldness on us that is different from the world. And I wanna encourage you that the more you fix your eyes on Jesus this year, the bolder you'll get. I'm not talking about a weird way. I'm not talking about an aware, uh, an, an unaware way. I'm not talking about in a religious way. Can I just be honest? I'm talking about in a Jesus way. When I read the gospels, I see Jesus bold and at the same time loving. I see him bold and powerful, bold and evangelizing, bold and teaching. As you fix your eyes on Jesus, boldness will spark. How do I know? Look at Peter. Peter's on the boat. The disciples are on the boat. Everybody's just hanging out. It starts getting windy. 
Jesus is practicing prayer, fourth watch of the night. What time is that? 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Nighttime. Late. There's no LED lights on the boat. I wouldn't imagine that there's much fire that's on the boat because the wind and the waves are crashing. And the disciples are there on the boat cold and scared. They see King Jesus walking toward them on the water and they think it's a ghost. They get afraid. Jesus says, no, no, it's me. Don't be afraid. And Peter gets boldness. Peter had to have his eyes fixed on Jesus, amen? Like everybody's freaking out looking at Jesus. Peter's looking differently. Peter is locked in, focused, eyes fixed, not on the water, not on the waves, not on the wind, but on King Jesus. And he looks at Jesus and he gets this boldness in him. He says, I want to come. A childlike faith. Let me go too. And I just believe that this year in 2022, hear me, as you fix your eyes on Jesus in a next level and deepen your focus, you're going to sense a spirit of boldness to do stuff you wouldn't have done before. I believe in for that. I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen in my life. I want to be doing some things this year, and all of a sudden, I just get hit with a new sense of courage, boldness. Friend, I believe if we don't get more bold this year, we won't go deeper than last year. We had a good 2021. I want to have a better 22. I want to baptize more people than I did last year. I want to see more people come to know Jesus. We have two really great services, 9 and 11. I want to have three. Come on. It won't happen unless we get a little bit more bold. Praise God. Last year, we got to send out two churches. Why can't we do more? Why can't we raise up more leaders? Why can't we get a little bit more bold in our faith? Peter says, Jesus, if that's really you, Invite me to come on the water too. And check this out. If you get a little bit more bold, Jesus will say, come on. Jesus will get bold with you. Your boldness, Jesus would love to match. The problem is Jesus is doing that for you because you're not bold enough. So you're not seeing the things happen in your life that maybe you desire to, but maybe this could be the year to do it. Step out of the, the boat to see something happened, to to be a little bit more bold in your witness, bold in your faith. Step out of your comfort zone, amen? Get a little more bold. Get a little bit more risky. I mean, I can't think of something much more risky than Peter saying at 3 a.m., nighttime, windy, I'm gonna step off this boat and walk on the water. I wonder if the other disciples were like, you got it, bro, you got it. I'm gonna... uh, I'm going to video it. I'm gonna, I got you, bro. I'm going to put this on the live. Peter's like, I'm about to, I'm about, I'm about to do it, y'all. Jesus said, come. How about Jesus doesn't need a bunch of extra words? Come. Come on out here. Let me show you what it's like out here. You got to have some boldness to do that. Let me give you the second one. Fixing your eyes on Jesus leads to a, different, a, a, a next level boldness, but it also leads to miracles. Amen. I'm believing for it. 2022. I'm believing for it. That God is going to unlock and unleash miracles in your life through fixing your eyes on Jesus. Peter, eyes are fixed on Jesus. He gets really bold. Amen. But maybe you've been like this before. Maybe you got that boldness before, but when it came to actually doing it, 
you were like, ah, I wonder if Peter was like, all right, y'all, I'm going to do this. Jesus said, oh, my goodness. Whoa. Hold on a second. Wait a second, guys. I mean, I remember feeling like this um, not too long ago. I, I was invited by uh, a gentleman who was at our church while he was in Vegas, John Churchill. He, he worked with the Army, the ROTC, and he had an opportunity to invite some different friends to jump out of an airplane yes. with the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knight of jumpers, not the, the hockey team, but the, the jumping team. And, um, and of course, I was like, I'm down. I'm bold. Let's do this. So I got all strapped up. You know, we were all hanging out, high-fiving everybody down by, like, the anchor. We, like, even went up in the plane, and we're all, like, on there. And I'm just like, man, this is dope. Like, we're about to do this until the door opened. Until somebody was like, whoosh. And I was like, why is he opening the door? And then one of those dudes just flew out of there, and I was like, hold up, let's just, we'll go to the back, we'll, we'll do the back, we'll go, we'll go last, and at that time, I was strapped up, and it's happening really fast, and the dude's like, oh, are you ready, you ready, are you ready, are you ready, and then we're flying out of the, and I just was like, no, and then, and, you know, in the moment, in the air, and that first stomach drop, but then it's like the best thing ever, and you're just like, man, I'm doing this, I'm flying, praise the Lord. The, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, when, when, you can have all the boldness, but you got to take a step to experience the miracle. You know, you got you to actually, you can have the boldness, Teddy, to get, to get up there and to even say, okay, God's given me a courageous boldness to reach somebody, speak to somebody, invite somebody, pray for somebody, share with somebody, step out on my faith. I'm going to do something crazy, miraculous, but you got to take a step. What I love about Peter is that He's fixing his eyes on Jesus. Jesus, if you, if you really are about that life, bring me too. Jesus says, come. And I, I bet you that in that moment, Peter didn't take his eyes off Jesus once. This would have been an intense staring contest, amen? I bet you he's like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then he took steps literally on water. And just the, the thought of that blows my mind. And he's walking on water. And I wonder if the disciples were freaking out. Like, that's my boy. Like, that's my bro. I told you. I told you. That's Peter. Like, whoa. And, and, and Peter's having a stroll on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus. I remember being in Israel and Nina and I got to take a trip to Galilee. And we went out on the Sea of Galilee on the boat. And about midway through on this little boat tour, uh, the director stopped the boat and just said, this is about the place that many believe where on the fourth watch of the night, the disciples were. Where Jesus came walking from this mountain. You can see both left and right where they would have been and where Peter would have got out of the boat and walked on water. Still remember being there thinking, whoa, this really happened. I'm not about to step off this boat. <laughs> there had to have been a lot of faith to see this miracle achieved. And praise God, he, he did it. Fixing your eyes on Jesus this year will lead to, it'll lead to deepening your boldness. It'll lead to getting a little bit more risky. It'll lead to experiencing a miracle. The third point is this. It will lead to deepening your faith. 
Like, when you get more bold and courageous and you step out to see a miracle, you got to have faith. Like, there's going to need to be I believe even if I don't see mentality. I'm believing for it. I, I have faith for it. And because of that, you will see the miracle that Jesus has in place for you. I mean, there's a lot of that in my heart right now for 2021 that I can attest to, not as a theorist, but as a satisfied disciple. I mean, that we began praying for a piece of land that we would drive by and pray over and put our hands on the fence and that God would open the door to purchase that land and provide miraculous generosity to see us purchase that land. By faith, we got bold and put an offering on a million dollar plus piece of land, amen? By faith, we, we said we're going to do this as a church by faith and we're gonna see the miraculous happen. And God raised up individuals in our church to help bring that to life by, it started with a faith deepening. I know it might not make sense, but there's a faith seed that's connected to it. And Jesus stands on the other side and says, come. And every day at 3.20, Ephesians 3.20 says, to the God of more, to the one who is able to do more, give him glory. More than we can ask or think he's able to do. And so even till this day, there's 3.20 miraculous prayers we're praying that's boosting our faith. I want to encourage you, if there's some miracles that have yet to happen in your life that you're still praying for, every day at 3.20, Let's join together and stop what we're doing and pray for them by faith. Can I even just give you one right now? I'm feeling bold right now. I'm feeling bold for 2022, right? So our piece of land, it's, it's almost like a triangle piece of land. It's a beautiful piece of land. It's going to come together. Come on, we're believing God to build a miraculous basketball worship gym, preschool, multi-use space. Amen? It's going to happen. But right there, right next to it is a little piece. It's a little triangle piece of land that is gated off. It's connected to our land, but the gate's around it because the, there's, a, there's a family that owns this little triangle connected to our land. They are not doing anything with it. From our understanding, there's nothing they could even do with it. However, they have just refused to communicate with us at all about it. So... Frequently, we drive by and try to communicate and just say, hey, could we love to talk with you about this piece of land that's actually connected to our land that you guys don't seem to have any interest in? Could we work out a deal? But we can't even have somebody to talk with about the deal. So you know what we have been doing? We've been taking it to God. Amen? And I'm just believing that something's going to shift in 2022. I don't know what yet. I'm already there by faith. I'm already praising God in advance for it. That something's going to happen by faith where we're gonna be able to even acquire that piece of land. I don't know if God's gonna give them a dream. I don't know if they're just gonna wake up one day with a change of heart. The Lord is gonna show up and minister to their lives and they're gonna say, you know what, I wanna be more generous. I wanna open the door. I wanna talk about this situation. But every day at 320, come on, let's pray for the triangle. Pray for the triangle, all right? Pray for favor with the neighbors. We wanna see that happen because we're believing for it. This moment of fixing our eyes on Jesus has deepened our boldness, deepened our miracles, led to faith. God is doing something, amen? And we see Peter walk on water. Now, in the second part of this sermon, what I wanna do is 
This is the part in the movie where you hear that like, bum, bum, bum. It doesn't be nice if it was just like, all right, that was dope, Pete. It's pretty nice. We got a good lesson. But there's so much more to learn from what Peter didn't do. Come on, let's, let's look back in. Let's look back in. Matthew 14. Let's pick it up right there. Let's go ahead and start in verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. So at this point, we see locked in, focused Peter, right? Fixing your eyes on Jesus. But what happened in verse 30? Saw the wind. And he saw the wind. I don't know how you even see wind. But what, what, what he did is he took his eyes off Jesus. Amen. He was locked in. He's walking on water. He's experiencing a miraculous. He's walking by faith. And then he took his eyes off Jesus. Let me give you this first point. Failure to keep your eyes on Jesus will lead to fear. Write it down. Hear me. It's true. You're going to experience this. If you fail to keep your eyes on Jesus, if you start to put your eyes on the wind, what's the wind for you? Is wind bills? Is wind your relationships? Is wind how you look in the mirror? Is wind what's in your fridge? Is wind, what is it? Your social media game? Is, is wind where you wanna be at this stage in life? Anything other than fixing your eyes on Jesus is wind. If you fix your eyes on those things, you invite fear into your life. I want, I want to remind you here today that perfect love casts out fear. When you're fixed on Jesus and on his love and on his view and on his word, fear has no room. Let me give you 2 Timothy 1.7. This is a scripture I pray over my boys every night. For God gave us a spirit not of fear. Come on, read it with me. Ready? For God gave us a spirit not of fear. Come on, y'all got to emphasize the not with me. Can we try it again? For God gave us a spirit not of fear. Let's keep going. So what kind of spirit did he give us? A spirit of power and love and self-control. I love this verse right here because I hear so many people along the journey say, man, Pastor Hyden, I just can't stop. I just can't, I just don't have control. Not true. That's cap, right? That's not true. You do have self-control. The Spirit of God gives you self-control. You can break any addiction this year. You can level up this year if you really want because God wants you to. You can, you can go to the next level here. You can break a chain. You can break a curse. The curse is already broken at the cross. There's no generational curses that are following you that can't be broken in a moment by the blood of Jesus. Self-control, you can do it. You can stop sinning. You can stop lusting in specific areas. You can break chains because of the spirit that God has given you. He hasn't given you a spirit of fear. So when you sense a spirit of fear, it's not from God. The only spirit of fear that you should have is of God. Jesus himself says the only person you should fear is the one who can kill your body and your soul. And there's only one who can do that. Number one, all of our bodies are going to fade away, right? All of us are souls trapped in a shell that's fading. 
Even the Proverbs 31 woman, it says, don't put your trust in beauty for beauty is in vain, right? But a woman who fears the Lord, fears the Lord is to be praised, right? So the only fear that we should be walking with is a holy reverence toward God himself, the God who breathes and stars pop out into the sky. The God who loves us enough to send his son Jesus to do all things for us. And so, friend, God has not given you a spirit of fear. So why is Peter afraid? Come on, let's look at verse 30. It says, when he took his eyes off Jesus and he saw the wind, he was afraid. Just know the byproduct Taking your eyes off Jesus will lead to fear. I've learned this with my kids. Like the other day, I was kind of doing some speed walking. I walked around a curtain like that. They were a little further back and they started freaking out. I said, why are y'all freaking out? We, we couldn't see you. <laughs> can, can I just remind you, we're all children of God in this room if you know Jesus. Like the oldest person in the room is still a child to God. And if you don't see him, it opens up fear. It opens up, well, what's going to happen? Well, what if this? What if that? You start playing the what if game. God answers every what if. Place Jesus into the what ifs. What if I get more bold? Jesus is going to be in there. Come. What if I trust God with my tithing? Jesus says, come. What if I want to step out of the boat and try something new? Come. What if I take my eyes off of Jesus? Afraid. Let me give you the second point. Second point. Failure to keep your eyes on Jesus will lead to fear and it will lead to sinking. What happened to Peter? Verse 30 says he, he got afraid. Come on, let's look at it on the screen. I want to make sure that you catch this lesson. It says he was afraid and began to sink. I will, I will prophetically tell you how your 22 will go. If you don't fix your eyes on Jesus, you will run into fear and you'll begin to sink. And you'll send me an email and you'll say, Pastor Hyden, I'm sinking. What do I do? Here's my answer ahead of time. Fix your eyes on Jesus. The one who is the author and the perfecter of your faith who can even pull you out of the quicksand of life, Amen. The world will start to entrap us. The world will start to deceive us. You'll start to feel like, man, I'm afraid. I'm, a, I'm afraid of so much. I feel like I'm just sinking. That's a real feeling. I've felt like that before. I felt like I'm sinking. I feel like, man, well, I, nobody gets it. I just feel like everything. You start making all these excuses. Friend, just hit mute and fix your eyes on Jesus. Where everything in the room fades and Jesus gets in color. And it seems like everything gets put in its proper place when you fix your eyes on him. Today, today, if you came in this room and you feel like you're sinking, fix your eyes on Jesus. Today, if you feel like you just, I just can't get a grip, I'm sinking. I just can't get over the hump. I just am in a funk. Let me give you a word from Peter's testimony. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Because failure to fix your eyes on Jesus is only gonna lead to sinking. Let me give you the last point and we're done. The last point is this. Failure to keep your eyes on Jesus 
weakens faith. So on the flip side, if you fix your eyes on Jesus, it's going to lead to boldness. You fix your eyes on Jesus, right, it's going to lead to miracles. You fix your eyes on Jesus, it's going to deepen your faith. You take your eyes off Jesus, it's going to weaken your faith. You ever met somebody that's just like, man, I just feel like I'm really weak in my faith. Maybe it's you. Maybe you are like, man, I remember I used to be strong in my faith. Now I'm weak in my faith. What happened? You took your eyes off Jesus. You know that John 1.14, Jesus says, I am the word. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. Friend, fix your eyes on Jesus. Y'all with me? Yeah. Open this book and see him. Grab the communion elements and see him. Get in your car and invite Jesus in. Go into work and invite Jesus in. Step up to the free throw line and invite Jesus in. Whatever it may be in your world, fix your eyes on him. If you don't do it and you start to look at everything else, your faith is gonna weaken. Notice the words Jesus spoke to Peter. Peter begins to sink. He cries out to Jesus and he says, Lord, save me. Look at verse 31. Here it goes. Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you have little faith. You started out with big faith. You took your eyes off, and it became little. Why did you doubt? Maybe the worship team can help me close. I just want to, as I close, what I want to just do is I want to point our attention to Jesus in this closing statement. And I want to remind you of the gospel. You know the word gospel means good news? Here's the good news, that even when you take your eyes off Jesus and you feel like you're sinking and fear settles into your heart and you get afraid, check this out, he cried out, what a move, what a smart move from Pete, right? Peter's way to fix his eyes back on Jesus this time was a cry. He cried out, Lord, save me. I want to say, honestly, I think the most powerful prayer in the Bible is right, recorded for us right there. It's a three-word prayer. Today, you don't have to have a, a, a long, eloquent prayer. You could just have a Lord save me prayer. How quick did that get Jesus' attention? Immediately. How long did it take for Jesus to answer this prayer? Immediately. A Lord save me prayer gets Jesus' attention instant to the top of the inbox. If you're like, Lord, I really need some gas money. And you probably got about 15 ahead of you. Lord, save me. Jesus is, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. Immediately he reached out his hand and took hold of Peter. Oh, one of these painters that go to our church, can y'all paint me this picture of Jesus taking hold of Peter after he started sinking. I mean, that just the imagery of that Jesus took hold of him. And I wonder if Peter thought, I never should have stopped looking at you. I should have kept my eyes fixed on you. I should have focused in on you. But God, thank you that when I looked away, you still pulled me up. Thank you that even when I missed the mark, you still stayed true. Amen. Come on. Has Jesus ever pulled you out of somewhere? Has Jesus ever brought you up from a pit of shame or sin or darkness? Or maybe you felt like you were sinking, but Jesus lifted you up.
still does that, church. He will do that, church. So I pray that this message would be a foundational base for you this year. That you're gonna get bold, you're gonna get focused, you're gonna go, you're gonna see miracles, you're gonna deepen your faith. And when you don't do any of those, you you can call on Jesus. And just say, Jesus, save me. And immediately, he'll pull you out. And here's what he's gonna say. Why'd you doubt? You didn't think I had you? You didn't think I could do it? You didn't think I was gonna, come on, amen? So let's go to him right now in prayer. We're gonna respond in a time of worship. And if you need to come down to the altar for anything and pray, the altar's open. If you wanna grab one of our pastors or team members and pray, let's do it. And let's go deeper, amen? Let's go deeper. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name right now. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's in this room, the Holy Spirit that's in our lives, pray right now in Jesus name that God if there's anybody in this room that needs to pray a Lord save me prayer right now they'd do it there were people in the last service that prayed and raised their hands to receive Jesus you're not alone I remember when I had a moment where I called on Jesus name to save me I've never been the same right now I want to invite you if you're in this room and you need to call on him if you're online right now and you need to call on him just put it in the comment section Lord save me Let's pray together right now as a church. If you need to get saved right now, just say, Jesus, Jesus, here I am. Here I am. The real me. The real me. I'm sinful. I'm sinful. I need a savior. I need a savior. Save me. Save me. Change me. Change me. Heal me. Heal me. Fill me. Fill me. Call me. Call me. I give my sins to you. Past, present, and future. Today, I'm a new person. I love you. I receive you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Praise God.